Welcome back to another episode of Footy and Coffee Conversations. Hope you guys are ready for today's guest. Should be a good one. Should be interesting and exciting to hear her career and about U.S. women's soccer as a whole. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. You have coffee? I do, and it's in my Jersey Mike's mug because we are sponsored by Jersey Mike's, and they're actually the best ever. Oh, nice. What what type of coffee? What flavor style? Um, It's just regular coffee, but I like to put caramel cream in it. Okay. okay. I prefer cappuccinos, but I just decided to make it here. I usually go out because Portland has, like, the best coffee shops. They do. They do. That's what they're known for. I hear they also have good donut shops. Yes. What is your favorite Portland donut coffee shop? Well, if I'm going to go coffee, it's going to be a Sterling coffee shop. Um, but, like, it's so hard because every coffee shop's good. So, like, honestly, you could go to, like, ten different ones, and they're all amazing. Um, and then my favorite donut shop is Blue Star. Okay. I'll have yeah. to check that out sometime. I yeah. love donuts. That's my, that's my guilty pleasure. I mean, everybody loves Voodoo because it's, like, a really cool experience. And, like, their donuts, like, are good. But Blue Star is, like, the best donut. Making me hungry. I know. All right. So, uh, to start, if you just want to introduce yourself, where you're playing, um, what position you are. Okay. Um, I'm Kelly Hubley. Um, I play for the Portland Thorns. This is going to be my fourth year with them. Um, I'm a defender. I play outside back, center back. I like outside back more, but I play both. But yeah. What? What? What about outside back? Do you like more? Um, I like attacking, so yeah, I get to forward. Yeah. So playing outside back lets me like still attack, but I really do like defending too. So it's kind of best of both worlds. Yeah, that allows you to get some get some into the attack instead of just standing at half <laughs> waiting to to yeah. see the ball come back. <laughs> It's so boring sometimes. You're just, like, stuck. And, like, outside back, you're allowed to then go up at times. So it helps. I know. The, the problem is in, your, in a team's best game when you're dominating, as a center back, it's so boring because you don't so get too much action. You're better catching the ball. Like, you don't even feel like you're running in the game. Yeah. And then when you get the ball, it's like you just give it to your defensive mid and that's it. And you just it's watch like the rest of it. It's passing. You're not doing anything special. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's why I excelled at it. I was willing to just be bored. So. <laughs> Once you touch, keep it small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, to start, we'll just kind of go through your career, how you, uh, from your youth up until now at Portland, um, just some experiences through that. And then we'll ask some questions of different things that people wanted to know about you and your career. Okay. So if you want to start just with Youth career, where you grew up playing, um, how you decided to play in college, that type of thing. Cool. So I'm from the northwest suburbs of Chicago. So I have three siblings, and two of them are older. So when they were all doing, like, 3v3 in the summer, they put all the younger siblings on a team. So we started at, like, three or four, like, on a team in, like, these little 3v3 tournaments. Like, we were super young, like, as soon as we could start. And so I basically just played soccer because my older siblings played soccer and I started to like, like it more and more. So I started doing like travel teams and I played for soccer's FC Chicago 
and I started there when I was like probably eight, like super young. And I played with soccer like all through up until college. And we did like regional team, like we did, I did ODP. So I did regional team, national team, all that sort of stuff. And um, high school, like went to Elk Grove High School, which is in the suburbs. Um, and then college, I think my first college visit was my sophomore year of high school. Oh, wow. So super young, yeah. Yeah. Um, women's soccer, for some reason, you kind of commit early. I think earlier than most guys, too. And so I committed my junior year in September. Oh, I that's that's early. Yeah, I tore my ACL the weekend before, uh, or the weekend after I committed, too. Oh, wow. Good thing you committed then. <laughs> I know. I was like, I called my like college coach like a week later, and I was like, oh, I was so scared. I was like, they're not going to want me anymore. But since it was like such a long time away, like it, everything worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah, that um, gives you enough time to heal from it and all. Yeah, for sure. So that I ended up, yeah, that happened my junior year, and like I was back like in like six months, so it was like no issue, um, which is nice, but it was kind of a bummer. Um, and then I'm trying to think more younger. I did like a lot of just like regional national team stuff, like region. I don't even know. We did like stuff at DeKalb, I think, at NIU. And then um, that's kind of where I started to be more serious with soccer because I also played basketball. And so my family's actually a really big basketball family. Like both my brothers played basketball in college. My dad played basketball in college. So like it was kind of like picking like, do I choose soccer or basketball? And at that point, like I was just having more fun at soccer. Um, even though I really love basketball. Um, so I think my freshman year, I decided that I needed to just stick to one sport. And so that's when I stuck to soccer because I would miss basketball practice for soccer, miss mm -hmm. soccer practice for basketball, and it was just getting like to be too much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so then I just stuck to soccer and like really decided to like dedicate, like I really enjoyed it. So I really just loved going to practice, like loved being with my friends because that was kind of like the biggest thing. Like my team, my college, not my college team, my team and club was super close so it just made it so much more fun because we get to go to all these tournaments together and when you're older your parents don't go anymore oh uh, those are the best <laughs> so you're all just like rooming together and like we would play like gatorade pong like in the hotels like we didn't know what we were doing but we would like flirt with other boys teams like when we go to like a waitress like we thought it was so funny we thought we were so cool but it kind of and just makes you want to play more yeah, I, I, I have to look back at those tournaments and think, like, how late we were staying up and then playing three <laughs> games on a Saturday, how bad that was for our bodies. No, we're just, it's, like, we were just doing, like, ridiculous things. Like, we just had, pick, like, we bring all of our cameras, and, like, when I look back at photo albums, I'm just, like, what were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so then, so you commit, um, and then where did you commit to? I committed to the University of Kentucky. And was that partly due to being a basketball family and the, the heritage of basketball at Kentucky? Honestly, like, I didn't even, like, know anything about Kentucky until my first visit there. And, like, the basketball thing was awesome because when we went to, like, the basketball games, like, that was kind of, like, their hook was, like, you would come during basketball weekend. Okay, that's how they got you. Yeah, and, like, Rupp Arena is just insane. Like, I brought my dad. He was like, this is amazing. Um... 
so like I didn't really realize how big they were until like I actually went there but like that was obviously a big reason but I just it's such a big sports school and they like just have the best facilities and that's kind of what like lured me in was just like how much they gave to their student athletes and like all the facilities there are just like unreal and they keep rebuilding which is awesome um so that's kind of like what it was and just knowing that their the direction of where their program was going was on an up so that's kind of like why i committed there and you you had a lot of success there if i remember looking it was like 68 games 10 goals yeah i yeah that's when i was a forward so <laughs> started out as a forward there and i yeah like i was freshman all sec like i had like a great time there um my sophomore year is when i started playing outside back like i started as a forward and like was that was that your first time playing as a defender yeah. oh yeah wow. so they moved me to outside back for like i don't know like half to three-fourths of the season and i was like what am i doing like i they i don't understand like the line like i was never looking at the other defenders so like someone had to tell me like get up like stay up oh, so um that's kind of when i started as an outside back and like i really had fun with it and then we had like pretty good seasons when I was there. My junior year, we went to the Sweet 16. Um, funny story, we played Virginia and someone that I played with, Emily Sonnet, a lot of people know her, she's on the national team. She was actually at Virginia when we played in that game. And we lost 7-0. <laughs> and the funniest thing is when I like came to Portland, we were talking about that game and she's like, oh yeah, my dad was talking about how that game was like borderline, borderline manslaughter. And I'm just like, yeah, that was my team. <laughs> that's her that's her memory of competing against you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. Oh. That makes me feel good. <laughs> oh gosh, brutal. Um yeah. so then then you go to your, your junior year. Right? That was, that, was that was my junior year. That so was junior year? Yeah. Okay. And then what happened at that point? Um, so after my junior year um i decided well i came back from so after season it was winter i came back and i was like having health issues but didn't know i was having health issues so i kind of just took a step back from the team and um because like i wasn't technically fit enough to be like on the team and like no one knew that i had health issues going on and it wasn't until i came home for summer that I realized like I had really bad health issues and I wasn't actually supposed to be working out for like months. And so that's when I also decided that I was going to transfer. So going into your senior year, like kind of scared to transfer, but I was actually just going to transfer and go to school. Like I wasn't really focused on going to like another soccer school. Okay. So um, I decided to like pick somewhere close to home and in Chicago, it was between DePaul, which is where I ended up. And then, Loyola Chicago because my sister went there so it's kind of just close to home it's in the city like I wanted to be in the city um and I was just gonna go to school to like go to school but I ended up being able to get a scholarship also so I was like okay like I'll just play my senior year for fun and just have a good time like kind of remember why I like loved soccer in the beginning like I wasn't planning on playing pro so long story short like I ended up having like an autoimmune disorder so I had to get my thyroid removed and I had to end up redshirting because of me not being able to work out with my thyroid condition. And so once I got it removed, like within a week, I was able to get back to like normal exercise. So I got it removed my actual senior year, like during like winter break, like Thanksgiving, I think. So then I had like my whole next year to 
like get back into playing and like have a good last year. Okay. So um, ended up at DePaul, which was awesome. Like amazing school. Definitely not a sports school like Kentucky, yeah. but it was still like fun experience because like I'm in the city, like I'm a city girl. Like I was not a Kentucky like country girl. <laughs> um, so it was like a better fit for me, but I ended up like loving soccer again. And that's kind of why I'm playing pro now because of my experience there. So, yeah, what was, the, what was the biggest difference between going from Kentucky then to DePaul soccer-wise? Um, soccer-wise, it was, like, pretty more – it was, like, way more laid back. Um, like, we still, like, worked hard every day. Like, we had goals. Like, we wanted to be the best we could be. Like, our team was really good um, when I was there. Like, like, almost, like, I don't even know what we ended up being, but we had a great team. So – the biggest was just like facilities since you're in the city you don't have the same space to, yeah yeah so like our field i don't know if people know depaul but it's this field is literally off the train like the train goes like above the field and it's like in between like four buildings so it's and it's a turf field that you share with the um the softball team so going from like bermuda grass like two training fields like in a game field like kentucky to like okay this little turf field in the middle of like the train and four buildings was different and like you kind of sh you shared everything at DePaul like we had one weight room one locker room it was kind of crazy but it was worth it like for me yeah so then so you finish your senior year um and then is professional soccer the goal at that point um, so it wasn't really a goal until like season ended and I kind of was like, wait, like I'm not done yet. Like I keep want, like, I want to keep playing. And so that's kind of like when I decided like, okay, maybe I do want to play after this. Like, do I have a chance of even playing after this? And basically it was not even decided until like around the draft. I'm like, I'm just gonna throw my name to the draft and like see what happens. Like I didn't end up getting drafted because in women's soccer, like only 40 people get drafted. Which yeah, is, it's like, not a high number. So I was like, okay, like if something happens, I'll do it. But if not, then whatever, that's fine. But I ended up getting a call from the Portland coach and he wanted me to come in for preseason. So I was like, okay, like I might as well just try. And that's kind of like how I got to go. But it was so hard for me to leave. Like I struggled so hard because I was like, what am I doing? What am I getting myself into? Yeah. So it was a, it was hard for me, but it was awesome. And that was, that was uh 2017, correct? Yes. Okay. So you end up going there. Um, what was your initial experience? Obviously then that's a big jump uh, yeah. to Portland Thorns from DePaul. I mean, and Portland Thorns is kind of uh, legendary for their, their fan base and support that they have as a club. So what was what was that like what was that uh that experience it was like the most wild experience like i just remember the first day of preseason like here i am like i took like almost a whole year off of soccer before going to DePaul. so like i still wasn't like in my prime as you would say and i in college like i was just like faster than people so i didn't really have like the best technical ability and i got got there and my first training i just stood there like scared to death because they were kicking the the ball it seemed like it was going like this everywhere like it was so fast and like everyone was just like had so much power that i was just like what did i get myself into like i was scared like i just remember standing there like in like a 66 game like small-sided like 
what is going on. And that's just like first day of preseason for everybody. Like everyone's so hyped that yeah. the ball is just flying at a hundred miles per hour. Um, but I quickly realized that I needed to be like way more technical. And like my first year was pretty much all about like me becoming like a way better like player technically. Um, Cause my first year, um, like I didn't play ever. Um, I wasn't really contracted my first year. Not a lot of people know that. And then my next year I ended up like actually having like a real contract and like playing in games. And that's like kind of when I started. So it kind of felt like I needed the first year to get situated and like get on my feet. And then the second year is when I like started to play, like I started games, like, and I felt more on the team. Yeah. And looking back, obviously, uh, I mean, you want to start, you want to play right away. Every player does, but uh, do you think that almost having that essentially like gap year of just training uh, helped you to prolong your career? Because if you get put into a game before you're ready for it, you know, you have two bad performances and you're done and you're not giving getting another chance. Yeah, like in the moment, I was like, what the heck? Like, I should be like contracted. And when I look back, I'm like, thank God I wasn't. Like, I was nowhere near ready to play, like at all. So it like kind of helped get more comfortable too. Um because also it's just like super stressful, like even, so if you're not playing, it's stressful because, oh, like I'm not playing, like what do I need to be doing to be playing? But then like when you're playing, like you think, oh, since I'm playing, like all that stress is gonna go away. It's new stresses. Like mm-hmm. if I don't have a good game, like, and people tweet at me, and like, it's insane. <laughs> I'm like, I've never been the type to like, think, ooh, people are gonna like notice me, but like people will tweet at me after games and I'm just like, okay, I, that's a stress too. So like you kind of have to like, get in the right mindset of, okay, I'm going to just focus on me, like focus on my growth and see where it goes because the fans here are amazing and like unreal, but it also leads to like, there are bad fans too. Like for the most part, everyone's unreal here. Like so much love, so much support, but you'll have those couple that are just like (laughs) tweeting at you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like, obviously, uh, amazing fan support is awesome. But when you do gain that much of a following, it's just that many more people that expect, you know, success from it. So it's a good and a bad thing for sure. How, uh, how have you kind of learned to focus on yourself and not allow maybe like outside things to affect you and your game? Um, I, well, I saw like a psychologist, like a sports psychologist for a while um, last year, which like helped a lot just to like keep me focused on my path because there's so many outside things that can affect you and like not playing or like outside stuff, like someone tweeting at you, like that's all just like things that are out of your control. So I focused on like just what I could control and that was just showing up every day. Like if I thought I had a great training or like if I thought I did good in the game, like that was enough for me. Like, and hearing to what my coaches would say, like, if my coaches had good feedback from the game, then why am I going to listen to somebody else? So it was more of just focusing on me. And then I realized once I went in every day to practice with, like, just knowing, like, okay, Kelly, just do what you need to do. If you had a great training and you think you did great and if you feel good about your performance, like, that's enough for me. And it, like, changed my whole perspective on, like, playing. Like, I had, like, before I would be like, oh, I'm not playing. But then I was like, wait, like, I'm having fun with my practice. And like, I'm genuinely enjoying my time here. So like, that was like enough for me. Yeah, no, I, I really like that you said the, the part two about the, the sports psychologist, because I think 
so many athletes kind of don't focus on on the mental side of it and at the end of the day like everyone can do almost the same things the same speed running the same passes i think yeah. the the mental side of it is what differentiates players from having success and ones that can't seem to make it in the in the end a lot of that yeah agreed like it definitely changed just like my outlook on everything and like i was like this there's a bigger picture to this it was hard because like i would have hard conversations with my parents too about it and like they'd be like why aren't you playing why aren't you playing and like as a parent, like, you just want to see your kid, like, excel. But, like, I was also, like, excelling without them even noticing. So, like, I was becoming a better player. Like, I was becoming a better person just because, like, it was just more – there was more to it than just playing. Yeah, absolutely. So then uh, talk about – so then you started playing more. Um, talk about the team, the success of that, that experience. Any yeah. So, well, my first year, we ended up winning the championship, which was, like, amazing. Um and then so that was the year i wasn't playing but then the next year is when i started playing more and like we've always had a really great team so it's kind of nice to like play with like really great players like i've been able to play with people that you dream about playing as a kid like tobin sink like Lindsay. like it's just kind of crazy because you think like oh like you're playing all these stars but every day like you don't really see them as a star. You just see them as like a person, which is cool. Um, yeah. But it's just been like a really cool experience. And like, I honestly didn't think I would probably play like this long, but it's just I'm having so much fun that like, I don't want to stop yet. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, uh, I, I really enjoy watching Portland games when, uh, when they work with my time zone to watch. Uh, but I, <laughs> Every time I watch it, the the number of like legends that are on that roster is incredible. So I I can't imagine what it's like to get to train with them. And yeah, you have someone like Tobin and the moves that show. Yeah. I'm sure she doesn't training that she wouldn't even try in a game. They're just ridiculous at times. <laughs> My first year, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like she's magging me every day. I'm like, all right. Like I'm the easiest person to meg because my legs are ginormous. So I'm like, okay, like it's just inevitable at this point. And that's when I finally learned, like I'm gonna get meg no matter what. So I might as well embrace it. Just, just embrace it. That was actually a question uh, that we had someone write in was, what was the most embarrassing meg that you've had in your career? Can you think of one? I don't even know if I've had like that embarrassing ones. Cause I get megged a lot. So like at this point, like it's not really embarrassing to me anymore. Like it's never been like in the box and then they like score a goal. It's more like on the outside. So that's a hard one, but I do get megged a lot. So they kind of just like aren't important. Like they don't stand out to me anymore. I, I had one, I got megged right outside the box. Um, <laughs> and I turned like real fast to try to recover it. <laughs> Did you fall? I didn't. I ran into my other center back was like coming to cover me, and I ran right into him. We just boom right into him. That is other. so funny. You're like, so <laughs> at least, at least the keeper made the save. He pushed it out wide for a corner, but my other like, <laughs> center back was like, "Dude, are you kidding me?" Afterwards, you're like, "Thank God, thank God, thank God." <laughs> exactly. Um, what was it like winning winning the championship then? um it was awesome and like it being my first year i was like wow like are we gonna win this every year um <laughs> meanwhile like i'm not playing at all so um it was awesome like 
it was just like a really cool experience. Um, we, they flew us, flew our whole team to Orlando because that's where the game was. And so we got to like have this like unreal celebration like after the game in Orlando. And that's like been like something like I'll never forget just because everyone on our team was just like so happy. Everyone was getting along. Like not that we don't ever get along, but it's hard in a professional sport to like be like how you were in college, like your best friends with your team in college. Like you just don't have that in pro sports. So yeah. it was just like, like, I remember this one time, like we're all like, everyone's drinking, like everybody, like their parents, whoever's there, our coaches and everyone's just like hugging each other on the dance floor. And like, it was just like the funnest, mo like funniest moment ever just seeing everybody like so happy. And then when we got back to Portland, like we even had like more celebrations. And it was just like cool because then we got to celebrate with our fans in Portland because our fans are just like, amazing. So we did something special for them. And so it was just like a really cool experience then be able to share winning with the fans who have been like unreal to us every year. So it was just like a really fun experience and like I'll never forget it. Do you have, do you have any, like what's your favorite memory when you think about the fans at Portland? Because I don't think a lot of, maybe if they don't watch Portland Thorns, they don't realize, like, how how serious of fans you guys have. They're crazy. Like, in the best way possible. Um, I'm trying to think. That was a really cool moment. Um, hmm. Like, after every game, like, especially after a game, like, a big win. So, we go around the field, and then we end up where our fans are, and we, like, do, like, a little celebration with them after the games. And so, like, that's always, like really memorable just because even if we lose that game like they're still cheering for us as loudly as if we won so just knowing that no matter what like they're always there and we get to do um a bunch of stuff with our fans we do <clears throat> like a not like a meet and greet but we do like if you're a season ticket holder we do an event where they can come and we'll do like pictures sing like autographs uh play cornhole with them so it's nice to just like give back to them as much mm -hmm. as they give to us absolutely um so obviously uh after the last women's world cup uh there was a big uptick in support for women's soccer in the games uh was it as noticeable a difference for you guys because you guys already had such a a strong fan base or was it kind of you know the same but just maybe a few more people at the games um for us it was like normal um because we get like on average twenty thousand a game so um, I think our stadium only holds like four more thousand. I don't know the number. So we, I mean, we don't really sell sell out. Like sometimes, I think maybe one time we have. Um, so it was like a norm. It was normal for us, but it was when we went to like every other place where it was just unreal. Like even Chicago, like Chicago had so many. And when we play at those places, like we're used to just the amount of fans they get. But then seeing like every other team and like how many fans they got. It was just like so cool to see because obviously people want to come to Portland and play like in front of our crowd, but for them to then have their own crowd like that was just cool for them too. Now was it was it hard because obviously when you're playing for Portland, yes, it's in front of a lot of fans, but the fans have your support. So then you're going to environments now and and having play against fans that aren't supporting you was that uh, a big difference to get used to and comfortable with, or was are you able to block it out pretty easily? Um, I block things out pretty easily. Um, even in Portland, like I don't 
the only thing in Portland is like you just can't hear your teammate so like you'll be like 10 feet away from each other and like screaming at each other like trying to talk and like you just can't hear each other um but other than that I kind of like block a lot of it out so like when we go somewhere else it's not that big of a deal um but at home it's kind of cool because like even though I block it out like say like the ball just went out for out of bounds like I'm throwing it in like our fans can kind of get close to us on one of the sides because they like have seats like on the field and like it's just like hearing them saying like go kelly like it's just cute <laughs> like it makes you happy You're like oh cool like i have fans here yeah no that sounds awesome what uh what motivates you to continue to keep growing as a player um honestly seeing like my teammates grow too helps too because you kind of just want to like all grow together and um like just I don't know, like, I want to work hard for my teammates because a lot of them, I'm really, like, we're all really close. I would say our team's pretty close, which is, like, rare for a professional sport. So, like, just wanting to, like, be better for them. Like, I don't want to go into practice and, like, have a bad touch and it, like, ruin their practice. So it's just, like, I want to do best my best for, like, my teammates. And so that kind of just makes you, like, want to grow more and more every day. And just, like, knowing that, like, seeing your teammates and, like, where they're at makes you want to try to get to where they're at too and like you learn from your teammates and it's just like it's a cool environment to be around um because there's just so much to be like there's just so much to learn yeah so um you said that your your team is really uh close together close net what what's been the challenge with that now with uh with coronavirus has that been difficult to not be around them and be engaged <laughs> all the time or yeah um a lot of us live in the same apartment complex. So in the beginning, like, so in Portland, it's not that bad here. So in the beginning, like, we were still allowed to go to parks and stuff. So we would still go, like, kick the soccer ball around and, like, do our running together. But that's that's when, like, you were still kind of allowed to be outside. Um, so now it's really hard um, because we usually would hang out every single day. So it's weird. But a lot of people um, ended up, like, going home. So that also like it's not like they're here and like i can just like still go to their apartment um, like a lot of people went home which is sad so it's just like sad being here and like not being able to see your friends like the other day i went to the store and like i saw like my coach's wife and i was just like this is sad like i miss seeing you guys every day and i miss being around my friends every day like in the locker room like i purposely would go to practice an hour or so early than we needed to be there just so like we can listen to music and hang out in the locker room so it's sad not seeing my friends every day because that's kind of why I play soccer still is like to be around my teammates every day and like now that I don't have that it's like I feel like a little empty inside 100% no I know I know the exact same feeling uh, just like being around my players and all not being allowed to right now feels yeah it just feels like a part of my my life is missing and it's not the same just like texting them or FaceTime no. them. It's, it, it's not the same as like being on the field, making memories together. Yeah, for sure. Like practice is so much fun. And like, we only got like a little taste of it because I came like a month early. So I was here like practicing with some teammates that were here. So like I was here for a while, but preseason, we only had like four days of actual preseason before everything ended. So it was just like, we were finally like so excited to start. And I was just like, okay, bye. And we haven't been back since. It's just kind of crazy because we were all, like, so, like, ready for season. And now we're just, like, waiting. Yeah. What uh, What have you – one of the questions, actually, on that line was, 
someone's asking how have you stayed motivated and stayed ready for the season when there's so much uncertainty of if there'll be a season when there'll be a season that sort of thing um yeah that part's actually been really hard um we've like talked about it too because like the workouts that we're doing it's like okay you have to go for like a longer run um like parks here are closed so you can't even go to a soccer field here like unless you're sneaking in so we couldn't even you couldn't even do like sprint workouts or like touches on the ball unless like it's you're either hiding or like in a secluded area so it's been pretty hard um just because we don't know what we're doing and like we can't really do much because you're not allowed to do anything with groups either so they're telling us like you could go do something with your roommate because you're already living with them but it's been hard just because you want to stay focused and you want to stay like on top of your game but it's hard to do that for a prolonged time so it's hard to stay super super fit when like you just don't know when season's gonna start and like obviously we're gonna have a longer preseason because of this um but like for me right now it's just like getting in a workout every day that makes me feel good um it's hard because you do like body weight stuff or we have dumbbells but not like you're getting in like a good lift so that's yeah. kind of hard too um but mostly it's just like trying to do what makes you happy and like some days like i'll wake up and i'll be like i really don't want to do a workout today and i'll either do a lighter workout or i just won't just because if i know if i keep doing stuff i don't want to be doing like i'll go crazy and i know it's okay that I don't have to be doing something at all times, but even though it's my like job to be like working out every day, some days I'm just like, okay, I need a personal day. So that's kind of how I keep motivated. Um, some days I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work out for like a long time. And yeah. then other days I'm like, uh, maybe I just need to do my workout and be done. So it really depends on the day and like my mood. Cause some days it's like nice out and I'm like outside like all day and I'll do like stuff with the ball um, and that's fine. And then there's some days where I'm just like, this sucks and it's hard. So I'm trying to maneuver through it too. Um, definitely keeping it though. We do bike workouts now. They've dropped off bikes for us, so we get to switch it up. Um, I'm learning how to become a distance runner. So <laughs> I go for like three mile runs and like I've never done that in my life. So like I'm trying um, to be better at like distance running, but it's just kind of weird. It's yeah, hard. it's such like uh, uncharted territory right now. And I think even, you know, I see even with my players is if it was, hey, in three weeks, we're going to start training again as a team. I think it'd be easy for them to be motivated to like ramp it up to get back. Yeah. For it. But when it's like, well, uh, it might be in a month, it might be in two months. It's hard to like stay in that game mode when there's and, and you're by yourself. You know, it's not like you're training with a group to stay motivated yeah. like bridges or something in the off season. Yeah. Um, however, however, I did see a guy run a marathon on his balcony. It was like 30 feet long and he ran a marathon all day back and forth just on his balcony. So yeah. if you're looking at being a distance runner, that, that could be something you could do one day. Yeah, no, see like once a week I'll do my distance run and like that I'm set. Like I talked to my like strength conditioning coach about it. I was like, Hey, like, you have a couple of these a week and like, I'm just, we're going to have to switch it out for something because I just, I'm not a distance runner. I'll do it every once in a, like once a week maybe, but we're trying to figure it out. But it is the fact that like, we just not on the end date. If we knew an end date, then it'd be easier for us to be like, okay, this week is 
how, how we're going to work out and like we could ramp it up but like we just they keep pushing it back mm -hmm. so like say we're ready to like ramp it up and they're like jk like another month you're like okay well why am i gonna push myself this hard if i have a whole nother month where i can't do anything it's just like about balance at this point um and just like feeling out the bodies i know it's a great time for i've talked to a couple of my teammates like for resting their bodies um, I was having like adductor issues before this, so it's like kind of a blessing in disguise that like they get a break. Um, but it's still like you want to be on the field with your friends. Like I just want yeah. to play soccer. I don't want to go for a run. It'll be it'll be interesting because I think initially, um, like the level overall will be a little lower because everyone's had such a long break. But I think um, for a lot of people, long term, it might be actually a healthier thing to force their body to rest and and recover. Because as an athlete, it's like what you get a week here a week there and the rest of the year you're playing so mm -hmm. it'll be interesting um all right bridges program that you train at in the off season uh, uh question that we've been asking bridges players is uh don't include yourself in it but create your your ultimate five-a-side team um but without without mls players but why can't i be on it you can, but we we put you as like the the sixth sub coming oh, in. Oh, okay. The sub. Just so that you have like, so you can still. I mean, you can put yourself on and put one of them as the subs, but five uh, others not including yourself. Ah, uh, this is hard because it's like a mix between like friends and like people. Like, I'm pretty much friends with everyone there, but it's a good mix between friends. So like, when your team's off, you can like joke around on the side, but. Um, obviously See, I was, I never, I never had to, to be on the sideline because we were always winning so much. So. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, obviously Eric Leonard been on my teams for like the past three years. So he's always won because he will play defense. And if I get beat, he will always defend for me, which is just nice when you play against really fast guys. It's like impossible to keep up with you guys. Um, I would have to say Tristan, Tristan, even though Tristan didn't play this last year, like He's like a close friend, so keep him on my team. Um, I need some goal scorers. Uh, it's hard without MLS players, but I would pick um, X. X always scored goals. He'd actually meg me to score goals. I'm like, okay, can you? Yeah, he's silky. Um, what is that? Three. I need Perfect. two more. I need a good midfielder. Uh, I'm trying to think. Why didn't I think about this before? I was like, ooh, I know I'm going to say Eric. I know I'm going to say um, Tristan. Who else is there? I'm trying to think of everybody that I was with. Oh, I would pick Richard. Also. Okay. Yeah, new, a new one. Like, every now and then when he wasn't in his head. Um, who else? I need. I feel like, no, Tristan and Eric would play defense. Yeah, they would hold Richard. it down forward x would play forward and then obviously i think i should be playing okay put yourself in there um and then one more person hmm i'm trying to think i can't even remember everybody and then like two hours Ooh, later seth. i'll pick seth okay okay even though he's been hurt this whole like off season but when he plays like i'm scared to play against him so i'd rather him be on my team I like that. The, <laughs> the choice of I don't want to play against them, so I'd rather play. Against yeah. <laughs> um, what's your What's your most memorable soccer moment? Um, my freshman year, 
it was the first round of NCAAs at Kentucky. We, in program history, we never made it past the first round. And I scored the winning goal. And it was, like, the coolest moment ever. Just because, like, everyone then piled on top of me. And it was just, like, cool to, like, break, like, I don't know. Since we never won the first round, it was, like, such a cool moment for us. And it was, like, a goal that I scored that, like, I will always remember. And now that I don't score goals anymore, it's kind of more important to me to, like, know, remember that goal. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's fun. Like, especially, I think, in college um, to, like, have success the team's never had in the history because, you know, years later they might not know your name, but the, the coaches or whatever are still telling your story of what you've accomplished yeah. for the school. Uh, favorite teammate? And then uh, favorite – U.S. Women's National Team player that you know? My favorite National Team player would probably be Emily Sonnet. She's so funny. Like, the things she comes up with, I'm just, how? Like, she's, her mind is just, like, always churning, and it's always funny. Um, and I miss her in Portland this year because we would always go on coffee dates and go to plant shops together. And we just, like, love plants. And... <laughs> Now that she's not here, like, no one really likes plants like I do. So that's a sad one. Um, and then now you're just the weird girl that likes plants on the team. Yeah. And, like, and like we would go buy nice plants. Like, I don't know. So that's a sad one. But love her. She's super funny. Like, just a great person in and out, too. She's kind of, like, intimidating at first, but she's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And then favorite teammate now would probably uh, – I, like, I can't say a favorite. I like say, say, like, one so that you don't get any, like, you know, any teammates upset. You know, don't want don't to rock the boat. It's a good chemistry. No. Okay, well, I'll just say this one because she's, like, so opposite of me. And, like, we get along so great. It's Britt Eckerstrom. She is a goalkeeper. And she is just, like, the most wild human. When I tell you, like, she hikes, she... She's like she's just so outdoorsy and so like it's so opposite of me like she will go on a hike like 20 mile hike and like camp on the side of a cliff in the middle of the night by herself like on her off days she just goes and hikes for miles and just stay like in her own little mini tent and i'm just like yeah it's like the coolest thing like she's so awesome um and like so opposite of me but like the nicest like caring human but like just so and she's such an interesting person. Like, I've never come across her, like, anywhere in my life. And, like, I just am obsessed with her. I'm, I'm actually surprised that your coach lets you guys talk to the goalies. Usually they keep them sequestered by themselves. Well, they are, but obviously outside of soccer. No, yeah, okay. our goalkeepers do their own thing, and we do our own thing. And then, yeah. you see them on You see them on game day at the, in the locker room. Oh, hey, I remember you. Oh, hey, yeah, like, you don't see each other all practice, except, like, then they pop in behind the goal when you're playing, like, 11 v 11. You're like, oh, hey, like, nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I could do the goalie part. You're just by yourself with, like, two other goalies and a coach yelling at you. And I see the training they do, and, like, we'll look over, like, while we're warming up, and, like, they're doing wild shit. I'm just, like, they're, like, oh, jumping, yeah. like, balls being thrown at them. They're, like, jumping over stuff. Like, they're just so fearless. I slide like one time in training and I could get up all sore and they're just diving around for half an hour straight. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, who is the the most starstruck player that you've played against? When did you, have you had that experience? Against? Because you're defending some big names in games. Yeah. Um, 
I think the actually one that I just thought was like actually Alex Morgan was probably one. But another one is Sydney LaRue. Like before she had her second baby maybe she like came back and played. Yeah. And like it was like just seeing her play again, like was just super cool to see. Um so that was like a cool moment. Um because she was still like doing amazing after having a kid and it was like cool to see her come back because you don't really see that a lot in women's sports is like they have babies and come back so that was the two of them because they're on the same team and i was like okay if i'm not marking one i'm marking the other pick your poison <laughs> yeah i'm like okay who do i pick <laughs> but yeah alex morgan was like a big one but like I, you kind of just like don't notice it in the moment yeah which is cool. like your focus but afterwards you're just like whoa like that was wild yeah no i that's why i think it's so cool you guys you guys have to play against some amazing players every game, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, as a as a player, not or as a coach now, but not playing in a league with like national team players on every every squad, I think that's such a cool experience to have. Yeah, it's super cool. Like no matter what team you're going against, you're getting like a big time player, which is super cool to see. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, What's your advice to young players? What's like, what's the biggest, the biggest takeaway looking back through when you were 15, what would you tell yourself now, you know, specifically to, to soccer? Um, I would say like, have fun with it. Like, don't take it super seriously. Um, Cause especially at 15, like you're at an age where like you should experience like high school also. Um, so like, don't think that at 15, if you're not like eat, sleep, breathe soccer, like that you won't get somewhere because everyone's path is like so completely different. Like I was on track to like want to go pro, like going into college and like, then I took a step back and like, was like, Ooh, that's not for me. And then it ended up changing. But I think also just like having so much fun with it is huge because that's what's going to keep you engaged and like wanting to play more and more. Like if you're not having fun, you're just like, your heart's not going to be in it and you're not going to want to play anymore. And I think just having like other focuses. So like, don't focus so hard on soccer all the time. Like you need outlets, you need like, go have fun with your friends. You need to just experience life, like in not only soccer. Cause if I like didn't go to college and get to like have fun with my friends and do all that stuff, like I would not probably be playing soccer. Like that's what keeps me sane. I know other people are different where they have to focus so much and like, that's it. But like for me, like, I need to be doing other stuff in order to focus so much on soccer. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that's what I was just saying. You need that break away from it to have the energy to give 100% when you're there. Um, all right, random one that someone wants to know is, uh, how many tattoos do you have? Uh, um, I like feel like I count it all the time. Let me count real quick. It's always a count. You always have to. No one ever remembers. I want to say nine. Okay. They're all small though, like very small. Hey, like, you don't have to justify. The <laughs> biggest one is probably this big. So like uh, most people don't even notice I have so many because they're all tiny. Like most, I have like three on my fingers, which is kind of a lot. Um, but yeah, they're all kind of small. Like a couple are jokes. Um, <laughs> so like <laughs> I have like, one like my friend gave me a stick and poke on my like butt cheek like it was a joke and my <laughs> like i mean it'll fade so i wasn't like too pressed about that but um i have both my brother's initials on my ankles 
um, which is like really special to me. That's like one of my most special ones. And then my parents' like wedding date is like a super special one to me. Um, and then I have one with my sister on my side. So like the ones that are like family related are like really special to me and mean the most to me. And then I have some that are just like fun or- so you, you went two extremes. You went like very meaningful or like just complete joke. Yeah. Like, no in between. I like me and my best friend got like a lip tattoo as like a joke. Like <laughs> we were just oh, like, wow. let's do something fun. So like, I'm, I'm even think if my mom is watching this, like I don't think she knows, but um, <laughs> no one knows because me and my friend like didn't really tell anybody. Um, but yeah, then I had like super meaningful ones. Like I knew that I wanted to get something to rep like for my parents. I didn't know what. And then um, I decided to get like their wedding date on my finger because it's like it means like a lot to me. And I know they don't really think that I love them as much as I do. But they're always like, do you really like us? And I'm like, yeah. Like, why do you think I spend so much time with you guys? Um, but then the brothers one was actually funny because I like obviously like they're on my ankles it's their initials and i like sent them a picture after i did it and i was like oh like do you guys like it and they both were like that's fake like you didn't actually do that and i'm like no wait like i actually did they're like wait that's so cool like now i want to do it so it's just like i don't know like my family's like the most important thing to me so just like knowing that i did stuff for them it's like even if my parents don't like tattoos it's like my brothers loved my ankle ones um so it's kind of just like cool for me to like express to them like how much I do them, even if I don't see them that often or like don't talk to them every day. That's the secret for young people that want tattoos. Get it with something to do with your family and then your parents can't hate it as much because it's exactly. like meaningful, even if they hate tattoos. That's like, the oh, secret. Oh, there's a finger tattoo and I'm like, what is your wedding date? <laughs> they, can't, they can't fully hate it then. Yeah. <laughs> um who's your who's your biggest inspiration doesn't have to be soccer just life in general um this is interesting because we kind of did this in portland um it's my mom um she just me and her kind of like hit heads a lot and in high school me and her didn't get along a ton and like now we i'd say we get along like pretty well um but i can't like be with her 24 7 um because we're very different at the same time but she just is like always support so supportive and loving and does like everything to like make life better for me and my siblings and it's just kind of cool to see and the more i get older the more i realize like how hard life is and she's always made it seem like so easy and breezy like she raised four kids like my dad went to work and she raised us like all at home like she's a home mom and she like was superwoman like took us all to sports like I never had any issues with like going to a soccer practice or going to like she was just always there and so just knowing like how amazing she's been and like how easy she makes everything look is just like she we cook she cooked dinner every single night like weekends we would eat out but like every single night we had like a healthy meal on the table for us like in high school like I hated having like family dinner every night but now like that's what I miss most like having family dinner every night mm -hmm. So just everything she's done makes me like want to be a mom and be like a mom just like her. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, you get like the, cause my mom was the same of cooking like the dinner every night. And now yeah. it's just like me making dinner. I'm like, I don't want to cook tonight. And then I imagine doing that for a family every single yes. night of ungrateful kids. Yes. Me being mean to her. She's cooking me like this nice dinner. 
that I asked for. She'll be like, what do you want for dinner? Or like, she knows I don't like potatoes. So when I come home in like the off season, like she doesn't make potatoes because she knows I don't like potatoes. So it's just like the little things like, you know, like she, I don't know, she just sacrifices so much. And like, it makes me want to be more sac like able to sacrifice for other people. Absolutely. That's awesome. Glad I asked that question. Also looks like your dad and sibling are in here. So they, they got to hear your story. So that's exciting. Might They're going like in the comments. So might get a phone call afterwards. I know. <laughs> um, last question. If you weren't playing soccer, what would you be doing? Good question. Um, so I have a degree in communication, so I kind of do marketing. I did marketing on the side in the off seasons. So I assume I would be like doing some sort of, sort of marketing. Um, I would want to do sports marketing or marketing in like a big firm that does like a bunch of different accounts. Um, in the off season, I work for, um, a small marketing company that like I love like the people there are great it's like my neighbor um, known her forever she actually played pro soccer so they're super great with flexibility for me like I could do half days I could do full days and so that's been like eye-opening for me but it also made me realize that like I want to be downtown Chicago like at a like at a big place with like sports they do like catering which is like one thing where I would want to do like sports because I'm so into sports um, so like more like sports type stuff but i would want to be downtown like living downtown with like maybe like a couple of my friends and just you know like being down there because i love chicago i love portland too but i really love chicago you're a shy girl right i am <laughs> um all right i will i'll put your link up to your instagram anything else you want people to know follow you on anything or no i mean this has been great i've never done this before um i was telling my friend yesterday that this is like really pushed me out of my comfort zone i've never done like anything talking about soccer like my path um i think a lot of people think they have like this version of me in my path and like it's completely different like people meet me and they think one thing of me and then once they get to know me they're like wow like you're so different than i thought you were so it's kind of cool to like get my story out for people um and at times i've been like embarrassed of my path and like that I wasn't playing my first year on contract, but now that I'm like getting older, like I want people to know that like if you don't play your first year, like that doesn't mean you should quit. So it's just nice yeah. to like get everything out there. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great story. Um, and I agree with that. I think uh, a lot of people have preconceived notions of how a career has to unfold. And then when you start talking to, to players, almost everyone's story does not look that way and is never as easy as how people dream it to be. There's always exactly. challenges. And obviously you've had, you know, multiple different ones with the, the thyroid, with the ACL, with not playing your first year um, or contracted, you know. So I think it's I think it's really good to be able to show younger players, especially that it doesn't have to be, you know, sunshine and roses uh, to make it and not to, to lose heart and, you know, through that trials. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing like sunshine and roses. <laughs> At times it is, but it's hard. Yeah, honest just said I made five hundred a month in my first contract. Yeah. I mean it's a it's a grind the first the first couple of years until you can get, you know, a foundation. But all right, thank you for doing this. Everyone give Kelly a follow. Watch her getting magged out in Portland Thorns. Hopefully okay, not okay. too much. <laughs> oh, no. Don't tell people that, like <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, good luck, though. I uh, hope you guys' this season starts soon and we can watch you defending like a beast in front of the Portland Thorn fans. Yes, I hope so. We need it to start soon. We're going crazy. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye.